Redux starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, ignition. Welcome to This Review Sucks, a podcast where we review shitty reviews. Yes! <laughs> yeah. We do, like, nothing. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sam. And today we're going to be reviewing a reviews about Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. We're back from the pandemic. We lived. <laughs> I mean, apparently, we came back stronger we because did. we're ready to take on the big dog himself. Roger Ebert. Yep. Yeah. Like, I respect you. I respect what you've done. (laughs) I respect your craft. But I don't respect this review. (laughs) Okay. All right. Also, I am wearing leopard print. Not for long. Yeah. This is freaking hot. Let's get into it. He says, to start his review on April 11th, 2001... Josie and the Pussycats are not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they're as dumb as the Spice Girls, which is dumb enough. First of all, how fucking dare you? Son of a bitch. (laughs) Fuck girl power. Fuck good music. Fuck Mm -hmm. fun, I guess. I guess it's dumb. I know, right? I guess a fun movie is dumb. Let's just ignore that. Whatever. Hasn't aged well. Yes. I know, right? Huh. They're a girl band recruited as they're crossing the street by a promoter who wants to use their songs as a carrier for subliminal messages. The movie is a would-be comedy (laughs) about prefab bands and commercial sponsorship, which may mean that the movie's own plugs for Coke, Target, Starbucks, Motorola, and Evian are part of the joke. You fucking (laughs) I mean, maybe you didn't know what meta was in 2001, but get into it. I fucking love it, honestly. I do too. And, I mean, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but it's yes. like, fuck capitalism, but we're in a capitalist society, so I'm going to make money. Right. We're in a society. Yeah. Hello. It's ironic in that way because that's what they're doing. They're just playing with the irony and the book. They're just like, fuck it. Fuck it all, basically. Yes. And so that's how it's so fucking clever what they do in the movie. He's just like, uh, that's... Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a joke. Huh. I'm not sure. He goes on to say, the product placement for Krispy Kreme is an ominous development since it may trigger a war with Dunkin' Donuts. Currently the most visible product placer in the movies. The Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' duking it out. There may soon be no donut-free movies not actually featuring gladiators. I don't know what that's referencing. Uh, me neither. Do you? No. I know. Like, but Josie ignores bountiful opportunities to be a satire of the Spice Girls and other manufactured groups and gets dragged down by a lame plot involving the scheme to control teen spending with implemented messages. How is that not a satire of manufactured group? This, yeah, exactly. He's like, the movie calls them subliminal. Since they're sound waves, they're actually suboral. Dancing. I'm sorry. Pinky's up. Right, pinky's up. Let's just be as specific as possible. (gasps) Oh, God. And then he goes on to say, the pussycats would probably think suboral was a kind of foreplay. (gasps) What? What? didn't happen. <laughs> I know right? it's for some reason doesn't make me think of them it makes me think of him thinking it's some type of foreplay I know I know it, it puts a very disturbing image in my mind 
And I don't want to associate that with you, my dude. No. I don't want to associate that with you. Just like I get it. You think that the dumb comic book characters are dumb. I don't want to <laughs> think about you in sex. I know. God, get out of here, man. Okay. Although he did do the one parentheses one. This next paragraph is so wild. The music is pretty bad. No. Okay. I mean, the fact that the album mm-hmm. was like gold, certified gold, at yes. least. Yes. The fact that the Sex Pistols started out as a Josie and the Pussycats cover band. The fact that the Beatles were inspired <laughs> by Josie and the Pussycats. Learn your history. Like... Learn your music history. <laughs> All right, school yourself on this. <laughs> Maybe it's supposed to sound like brainless preteen fodder, but it's not good enough at being bad to be funny. It's just like we're all it's, in agreement, right? And everyone yeah. else was like, I'm going to buy this fucking album. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, it's for preteens and they're dumb. So therefore, oh, it's yes. bad, you know? Bad, dumb music. <laughs> Women. Women, dumb. No, no, no. <laughs> like, that's his argument. Oh, Parker Posey. Remember? Yes. Oh, my God. She fucking is amazing. Unhinged? Unhinged. She's, oh, she's awesome. She is a diva, man, and I love it. I'm living. <sighs> I'm living for this villainous just, like, vibe. Yeah. She's giving. And he's saying Parker Posey has one of those supporting roles from hell. Yes. Where she has to make her entrance as a cliche and then never even gets to play with the conventions of her role. What? What? She's Cummings' boss, one of the masterminds of the nefarious suboral marketing scheme. Suboral marketing scheme. Let's get it right. And since she is, in fact, a funny and talented actress with wicked timing, her failure to make anything of this role is proof that there's nothing for her to work with. He didn't watch the movie. I know, clearly. She does such a good job at just being fucking weird. And it's amazing. And I've seen her in other films, but I've never seen her get to be that weird. So, like, the crazy thing is, is I feel like the role allowed her to be weirder than ever. And it was amazing. This was, like, a huge, awesome thing for her to do. Just saying. Okay, so we've got this one, which whenever reviews are in this lovely little format without any paragraphs, I just want (laughs) to die. Chris Gore. Yes. From Film Threat. Chris Gore. Chris Gore. It's another white guy. Yeah, it's another white guy. Spoiler. Spoiler alert, April 14th, 2001, again. No, it was like a few days after the other one. Um, All right, so this review is a little bit shorter, so let's go ahead and get into it. (laughs) Because the whole thing is just a fucking... (laughs) Were audiences really clamoring for the comic book characters Josie and the Pussycats to make it to the big screen? I know I wasn't. Josie is no Spider-Man or Iron Man or Hulk or wacky races. What's wacky races? I have no idea. Okay. And she's definitely no Scooby-Doo. I mean, to me, right? Like, the misogyny of it all. Right. This is 2001. What, Iron Man came out, like, 2010, whatever? Fuck. So Iron Man was, like, B-grade. Right. And he's like, oh, it's not Iron Man. Right. Wacky races. Yeah. We just Googled it. Everyone should Google that. Everyone Google that right now. And think about Chris Cole. Okay, so the movie owes practically nothing to the comic or the cartoon where the girls essentially dressed in leopard skin style Playboy bunny outfits. I mean, maybe, but 
In the movie, redheaded Josie McCoy, played by Rachel Lee Cook, the guitar-playing lead singer Valerie Brown, Rosario Dawson, the level-headed African-American bass player, and Melody Valentine, Tara Reed, the blonde, feather-brained drummer, basically wear cat ears. The ears make them like cats, hence their band name, the Pussycats. Uh, Clever, huh? Wacky racist. <laughs> this writing is so bad. He starts this sentence, okay, comma, so the movie starts off with an amusing sequence. Like, who starts a movie review sentence like that? You're getting paid? Ah, this review sucks. It sucks. It sucks so bad. So you see the latest top boy band make a tour stop. Okay, so we know what happens. He's doing a synopsis of the entire movie. He's saying it's not about opening. I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has wished their very same fate on bands like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. I hate people like that. He's like, I don't like pop music, and everyone who makes pop music should die in a plane crash? Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dude. People really needed to chill. I know. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I know that we were kids mm-hmm. when Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were popular. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there necessarily for people who were like, oh my God, like, is this our culture now? Like, you know, yeah. like, this isn't cool. I wasn't there for like Gen X being like the only music yes. is Red Hot Chili Peppers, you yes. know what I mean? So, okay. So uh, he actually says, long story short on the plot, and then Wyatt needs a new band to manage so he can use an evil device called a he mega something or other. <laughs> that adds subliminal subliminal suggestions into music controlling youth culture with messages like Pepsi want his new Diet Coke. Nice. Enter. He just says the pussycats. Wyatt signs them immediately. Okay. Oh, God. It's so... Yeah. Every time. You know when they just, like, it's not a review. They're just fucking summing it up, filling up their word quota, whatever. Mm-hmm. He says here... Now, isn't there already a mind control device for teens that already exists to control music, fashion, food, and generally pop culture tastes? Isn't it called MTV? <laughs> That's how you sound, Chris. Yes. Oh, man. I'm just wondering, the way he is talking about MTV, I'm like, how old was he? I'm going to guess, like, 40. Good, Good question. search this motherfucker. <sighs> oh, he's 55 now. Oh. So he was like 30? Ugh, 20 rough. years ago? Rough. Oh, yeah. This is what he looked like 30, 20 years ago. Oh. I mean, right? He was 35, right? Yeah. He was 30. Yeah, you're right. He's 35. He would have been 35 when he wrote The Ruby. He's still on Twitter. He's still on Twitter. <laughs> He's, oh my god, we're gonna tweet him. <laughs> he says, but not after the bumbling Tara Reid tortures us with our di- with her ditziness. Were the 2000s and the 90s really, really mean to Tara Reid? Because I think they were yeah. super unfair. It's like the same case with Britney Spears and probably Lindsay Lohan and a crop of other female celebrities at that time who were just raked over the coals in the fucking tabloids and treated like shit and then you know they had problems and they're like what what's wrong we all just shitted on you for like <laughs> five years yeah well why do you have a drug problem <laughs> also she's playing a character like mm-hmm. i don't you don't fucking know her i know it's so fucked up they were really mean to her they were really mean and it makes me sad 
it's kind of surprising how many reviews we can still pull up from yeah. the from back in the day and they're still up i mean it's pretty wild yeah how many are kind of preserved in their own little space of amber on the internet <laughs> like we've lost so many things so many important things yeah <laughs> But these reviews, they're still here. <laughs> oh, the music being lackluster, it's... I mean, the other thing I'll throw in there, the fact that the music was written by, like, basically every hit maker known yeah. man. Yeah. I wish I could name all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, Fountains of Wayne songwriters, like, mm-hmm. famous pop punk writers. Mm-hmm. And also, you'll see at the end of this review, I think it's really interesting. He just straight up plagiarizes Roger. Is that how he ends it? That's how he ends it. He ends it the same exact That's way. Kind of... So we left that part out in his review. So should we just read them to compare the two? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Roger Ebert's review, his final thoughts on his review are... Also drifting aimlessly through the plot is a character named Alexandra Cabot. Missy Pyle, who at least has the best explanation for why she's in the movie, as well as the movie's second funny line of dialogue. Why are you here? She's asked, and replies with serene logic, I'm here because I was in the comic book. Now let's go over to Chris's review. I only laughed once during the whole film, so let me tell you about this scene so I can save you the cash. Alexandra, the girl from the comic with the dark hair and the white streak, is asked what she is even doing here, and she replies, the only reason I'm here is because I was in the cartoon. Okay, I laughed, but that's the only humorous bit in this mess. I also think that they both quoted it differently. I feel like I want to rewatch it to see who was right. Oh, I'll watch the whole movie, fuck it. Um, because it's good and I love it. But which was it, guys? <laughs> Rogers, his review was misogynist, and I don't fucking like it, and it mm-hmm. sucks. He gave it a half star. We didn't even say that. Oh, yeah, he gave it a half star. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh. Wow. What the fuck? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying with us after this very long hiatus. We got a new theme song. Woo! by robert readley you're going on band camp we're glad to still be here with you um dishing on these shitty reviews yep (laughs) we'll see you next time bye bye